What's up, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the Elite Gaming Gear Podcast. I'm Lathan, and with us today, we've got a whole host of characters to discuss what we have on the schedule. We've got Z. Hi. Josie. What's up? And the mystery man in the corner. Say hello to the people. Greetings, program. There he is. So we're doing something a little bit different today. Uh, last couple of times uh, that we've done the podcast, we've discussed uh, a variety of topics, not just gaming, but usually there's a common theme. Uh, the uh, mystery guest today has suggested and had suggested for a while that we talk a little bit about some of the really popular uh, games that were uh, brought into the movie universe. So these movies that were created based on video games. And we have a list uh, that we think uh, that you'll either love or hate, uh, but there are a few reasons to do both for each one of them, I think. I think that's a fair statement. Uh, so to get us started, where, where do you want to start on the list? Well, honestly, I'd say, well, okay, maybe it's being a dead horse, but I think the, uh, the Street Fighter movie event with Van Damme would be the good starting point, and then counter with the Street Fighter Assassin's Fist off of YouTube a couple years back which was totally awesome. And when Assassin's Fist went out to DVD, it broke all kinds of uh, foreign film records, or so I heard. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was once in a live-action Street Fighter movie, and it was... Uh, give me a really good adjective. Eh, good idea, just flawed in execution, I think. You're very gentle. It was horrible. It was bad. It was really bad. I think at one point in time he did the splits. Did he do the splits? Uh, no, but he did the splits for the, the video game, which was uh, motion-captured, sort of like the original Mortal Kombat. Ah, well, there you go. So at least there was that. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting, and it brings up a really interesting point. Now, I don't think you've seen this one, have you seen? No, I haven't. Josie? No. No, okay. Uh, that's because I'm old. That's why I've seen this one. Uh, so the movie itself was really ambitious, but it was, it, it was kind of dark. Like you said, poorly executed, strung together. We're like, we're just going to make this movie. We're going to slap Street Fighter on it, and it's going to be a thing, and people will watch it. Which they did, but when they did and then told other people about it, nope, nobody wanted to watch it again. Uh, whereas, uh, name the uh, the fan-made one? Uh, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Assassin's Fist, that's right. And you recommended that one to me, and I actually got a chance to see that. And, and it's really, really weird, because I'm coming into a time in my life where movies aren't just the realm of major motion picture studios anymore. Now you've got these indie groups that are out there that are producing like Hollywood-level films on YouTube, which is super bizarre. Uh, the budgets are all done either out-of-pocket or Kickstarted or Indiegogo'd, and they actually come out really, really good. And, I, and I'm thinking that we're starting to see a shift from what... Hollywood thinks we want to what people actually want, and they're just going out and making it. Sounds about right. There's always been that, I think there's been this, this disconnect saying, you know, the, because Hollywood rarely listens to the fans. Now, admittedly, there's sometimes there's limitations, and it's understandable. However, when you get the right source material, then you go, you go work it from there. Uh, the, uh, the writer, director, primary creator of Assassin's Fist, Joey Ansah, uh, who he himself uh, played the role of Akuma in Assassin's Fist after his transition from human to demon, he, was, uh, he actually is a stuntman in Hollywood. He was in uh, the, one of the Jason Bourne movies, I forgot which one, but uh, then, while, uh, then while he was, while they were making the series, I was watching uh, uh, the little behind the scenes videos and he was working with um, the two uh, the two characters, the main characters who played Ryu and Ken. Both did pretty good. And um, I couldn't hear the audio when I was watching the raw footage, but they were they were working out, doing the getting the the uh, 
the fighting down. And I heard Joey Onsaw through the Fate audio say something about Guile. And out of the blue, Joey Onsaw did a Guile-style flip kick right there on the mat. Flip, boom. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was awesome. So I, I was paying attention to the series, and when it finally came out a few years ago, it dropped in one big chunk instead of just chapter by chapter. And I zoned on it. I just watched it all in one night. ran like two and a half hours uh, because you run it all, all together. And then uh, as soon as it, as soon as I knew it was coming out the DVD, I pre-ordered that puppy. And you snagged a copy. So uh, we've got these two different movies. They both carry the, uh, you know, the same theme. They're both inspired by Street Fighter. Uh, but considering that these two haven't seen it, they get omitted from the voting. Uh, so Van Damme Street Fighter, yay or nay? If yeah. we're giving recommendations to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's entertaining, but that's about it. So I'm I'm gonna have to say not really though it, they did have a few things right they I have to admit I always find something good in the movies I see even if I come away saying I never want to see that movie again I find something good so in the Van Damme one the uh, the actor they got to play Vega the Spanish matador the costume the makeup the body language awesome yes it was, Klaus. It was mm. perfect then uh, Raúl Julia who played Bison well. He, Raul Julia, um, he, unfortunately, he passed away shortly after that movie finished, and a lot of people wondered, why, why, this award-winning actor, why did he do this movie? It's because his kids asked him to. I read an article on it. It was awesome. I mean, come on. If your kids asked you to do a video game movie, of course you're going to say yes. It's like Ben Affleck's kid being super excited about him being Batman until the reviews came out and then you get sad Affleck, but that's another topic. <laughs> so we're definitely gonna <laughs> gonna recommend uh, The Assassin's Fist, correct? Yes. Uh, that's available on YouTube. Uh, sit down, watch it, enjoy it. If you're a fan of the, the game series or you just want to watch a an interesting take on a martial arts flick, um, it's really well done. We enjoyed it a lot. Uh, what do we got next, Josie? Go ahead and draw one off that list for us. Uh, Mario. Super Mario. <laughs> you picked one that you haven't seen. <laughs> I know, but I want to hear you guys talk more. <laughs> I, this is informational for me. <laughs> Josie's a great contributor. She sits back and says, I don't know any of this stuff. I know all of the things. All of the yeah. things. Leslie, I think Super Mario Bros. Did, did you see that one with me? Like, a very long time ago. I don't remember. Her mind has blocked it out. It. Wait, we're talking about the one with... The real people. <laughs> yes, with the real, the live action <laughs> the live Super Mario Brothers with John Leguizamo, which like really was the, the best 80s. part of that movie. It was in the eighties. I think it, I don't think it was the early eighties. It was mid to late eighties. Yeah, mid to late. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but the the concept for those of you who haven't seen it, and yes, there was a live action Super Mario Brothers movie about a couple of plumbers. Um, that uh, there was like some weird sort of tyrannical gene manipulation and. Uh, like the Goombas looked like roided out thugs with tiny heads. Mm -hmm. If I remember, one of them had a harmonica. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. And then the the stomping. They explained the ability to stomp these Goombas by these like rocket powered like jetpack boots. It, it was. It was. So bad. instead of doing it like just like they have these powers, they try to like over analyze it and actually give them reasons for them, which did not add up to. The real story, yeah. <laughs> which was just that it's a cartoon. It was supposed to be Mario's supposed to be fun and play and just 
chill and they tried to way over yeah they overdid it um <laughs> do you have, do you have, okay, now now you're Captain Positivity over here. You told me you can find something good in every movie. I do, I do. Let's hear it. Well, it said it was ambitious, like so many things, but then there was like uh, an observation I've made many times in my travels was that, unfortunately, American movie making seems to feel they have to explain everything. They can't just let the fans have it on faith. I don't know why. But it was, yeah, it was it was odd. Though, though the counterpart to the Mario Brothers movie was a uh, was a fan series out of Canada called Super Mario Warfare. Uh, several parts of it, all live action. Actually, when what Lathan was talking about earlier is, is it was basically an indie project. They basically paid for it themselves. I think they might have done something like a Canadian Kickstarter or something of that nature. And they had so many Nintendo in-jokes, it was great. It was funny. It was just a plain fun romp. For It just had all these different Mario things or Nintendo references. It was pretty doggone funny. And so, the name of this one again was? Super Mario Warfare. And that's on YouTube also, correct? Last I was aware, yes. All right, so I'm going to have to check this one out because I actually haven't seen that one. So uh, Super Mario Warfare, uh, give it a shot. It's a 50-50 on this one because I can't say because I haven't seen it. But you, you enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, the other one, I would say that people should watch it just so they can know that this thing happened. It was a horrible tragedy. It's like knowing that there was a train wreck. Yeah. It, it's sad, but you're going to read the story. Yeah, yeah. It's 90 minutes of your life you'll probably never get back, but hey, if you're hanging with friends, <laughs> hey, it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's how I get my revenge on the world, recommending them to watch horrible movies. <laughs> it's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. I'm going to force you to watch these <laughs> terrible films. Like, I made Leslie watch all of those films, which were also equally terrible. Me last week. <laughs> yes! Oh, that was a good one. Come on. No, it was. I mean, we could talk about that one next. It is on the list, but Z's got the next pick, so it's up to her. No, you gotta, you gotta pick them all. <laughs> <laughs> Take the list. It's your destiny. No, we'll talk about that next. <laughs> which one? Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Okay, so, now, we have two different Tomb Raiders to talk about. There's the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider, and there is the new Tomb Raider, whose name I do not know. Um, <laughs> Leslie's Google Foo is impressive. Uh, but that fell in line with a huge switch in the game series, where they basically rebooted the game series, and they took a lot of the uh, sort of... Uh, laughable, tongue-in-cheek, humorish sort of stuff out of Tomb Raider, and they, they made it a little grittier, a little more serious. Um, the new one's more serious? The new one's a quite a bit more serious. Uh, so which one were you, were you wanting to refer to, Z? The, the uh, Angelina Jolie ones or the new one? The new one. The new one? All right, what did you like about the new one? Or did you like the new one? I liked the new one. That's all she has to contribute. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well done! I like the new one better than the older ones. Let's expound on that. I don't know, I just... Well, a lot of people would like the new one, but they would have to say, you know, the old one is the classic and it's the original, so you would definitely say this one's better, or does the old one have that, like, you know, special Nostalgia feel? factor? Yeah. I'm not really looking at it from that standpoint, because I've never actually played the games. Oh, but from like sure. a movie standpoint, I felt the new one was more enjoyable as a movie. Okay. Have you seen them, Casey? I've seen the Angelina Jolie's, but I have not seen the new one, no. Um, 
Again, I hadn't. Uh, I myself had never played the original games. I had friends who did play them and loved them, uh, but I watched the movies because I said, "Hey, what the hey? You know, movies are to be entertaining, and and that's what I go to movies for is to is to be entertained, to forget about the world for at least ninety minutes, and that's and on that on that value alone, yeah, the Angelina Jolie's delivered nicely. They let me forget about the world for a while and just say, hey, okay, that was entertaining. I had an ADD moment. <clears throat> it happens a lot. <laughs> we were talking about the Street Fighter movies. <laughs> you said Vega, and I made Klaus comment, which drives Leslie <laughs> to fits of laughter. There is a YouTube personality that does these shows, these skits, and one of them is uh, Street Fighter auditions, like people auditioning for the oh, next yes, Street Fighter. <laughs> and they have going, yeah, we're, we're putting on this new Street Fighter uh, program. It's going to be a great fight. And he's like, can I use my clouth? <laughs> it's, it's like, no, no, those are those are weapons. You can't you can't use this. It's a, it's a fighting tournament. And I stab with my clouth. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's like giant knives. That's not okay. Anyway, so yes, there's that. So back to Tomb Raider. So... Here's the problem I have with the new Tomb Raider. It's not the original. <laughs> Angelina Jolie was... <laughs> Leslie's going to have a fit. Because I know what she thinks I'm going to say, but it's not. <laughs> Angelina Jolie was cast for that role like Robert Downey Jr. was cast to play Stark. Uh, have you played the Tomb Raider games? No. She's... Angelina Jolie is Laura Croft. I believe you. She, she really is. Um, just like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. I mean, they're, I mean they're, they are perfect for those roles. Right. They couldn't make it without him in it because it would not. It just wouldn't work. And these games, there were all these games that were made with this, this, this character. And here is this person that looks like this character all on their own. Mm-hmm. And it worked out really well. Now, the first three... Yeah, we're not going to go there, mm-hmm. Leslie. I mean, I think it's also the fact that it was the first movie. It was the first real face to match that, you know, animated version you've seen on the game. So it was the first kind of thing to trigger in your head, that liveliness of her. So if the new one isn't her, it's almost like it's not based off that game. It's not the movie. Right, it, it did, and and here's why, and here's why, the new movie works, and why I can't dislike it. The new movie works because the new actress who plays Laura Croft mirrors the new version in the rebooted Tomb Raider franchise. So when they they remade Tomb Raider as okay. as this whole new story with this new actress, that actress fits the new game, okay. and they complement each other. They really do. But it, you know, you've got what one or two of the new Tomb Raider games that are on this are in this, you know, series. Meanwhile, you've got what eight or more of the other Matching ones the old. for several decades. You know, so it's and I guess that's just a little bit of of you know me being used to. I was going to say if if you remember the games coming out and playing them, you know, nowadays all these kids who are just you know, are playing these newer games, they see her, because a lot of them maybe didn't play the older games or haven't seen the older movies, so to them... Which is exactly why people like Kylo Ren. I'm just going to throw that True out True story, except he's... Yeah, we all, know, we, all, we all know the truth. 
We all know the truth. It's okay. <laughs> so, so. He does. He, he does. It's like, oh, put the helmet back on. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was a moment where, where Snoke is just like, whap, oh. <laughs> I mean, are there surgeons in the galaxy that could do something yeah, about that? Right. That's horrible. That's so horrible. Um, back to Tomb Raider. Uh, the original three movies were a little more tongue in cheek, they were a little over the top action. If that makes sense, they were like um, Xander Cage from Triple X, you know, Vin Diesel's action movie compared to James Bond. It was it was almost you know almost a parody, but not quite. The new one was a lot grittier, a lot more realistic uh, to an extent. It was grounded a lot more in you know quasi reality than than the other stuff, but still good. I, I liked them both. So Leslie, did did you like them both, or definitely just the new one? Yeah, I like the older ones, but I don't think I like them nearly as much as the new one. And have you seen them both? Oh, Josie's out again. Man, <laughs> you suck at this. I know. I said I've only seen the two an- the Angelina Jolie's. I've not seen the new one yet, so uh, so I can't I can't reasonably weigh in on the new one as that I haven't seen it. So. Oh, fair enough. But what were your thoughts on the old ones? You enjoy the older ones? I did. It was it was a good old just a good old way to get away from. Uh, reality for a little while and just kick back and have some fun. All right, so so far we have taken care of the Super Mario Brothers. We've taken care of Street Fighter and mm-hmm. check it. I did. I, that's what I'm doing. There's a check. There is a check. For those of you listening to the podcast, there is a list and it is being checked twice. And I'm gonna find out which movie's good. Or bad. You thought I was going to say naughty or nice, but why, why would we have naughty movies on this list? Because of old two readers. <laughs> oh, wow. Leslie, you thought it. <laughs> She's like, Angelina <laughs> Those scenes were tastefully done. <laughs> Did you check them? Twice. Checked them twice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Anyways. I, I know which one I want to call out next. I do, do I do, it. I do. Then do it. <laughs> I do, but I'm, I'm kind of torn. There's two. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with this one because this is the one that, that I've been talking about a lot lately. And, again, we watched it recently, and I think all of us can actually comment on this one, uh, except for Leslie, who probably fell asleep uh, during the movie. If it's <laughs> been, like, ten minutes, she's, like, mouth agape. No, she was actually working her booty off all night doing your worky stuff. That's probably... Th- was that your sticker madness moment? Which, no, she was like organizing buttons and relabeling your stuff. That No, sell. that's a medical condition. That's called OCD. Uh, no. It's called... The work needs to be done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and movies need to be watched, and dang it, somebody has to do both jobs. I watched it. <laughs> it's a very good one. <laughs> I mean, I thought so. All right. We are talking about Doom. And you knew where I was going to go, didn't you? Yeah, you knew. I was about ready to call you, but get you back on task if you had <laughs> He's it. like, hey, hey, over here. Stop looking at the shiny. Uh, yes, Doom. Doom, which came out, what, uh, early to mid-2000s, I think? It did? It, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, definitely not in... You know what we should do? We should use that computer that thinks for us. Alexa, oh, you asked what her name when was did Doom come out? Early. 
Oh, that's the duel, not Doom. <laughs> Loser. The new Tomb Raider, you asked what her name was. It's Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander? Side note, the new Tomb Raider is Alicia Vikander. We're just going to backtrack to the previous one, every single one. Yeah, I think <laughs> there has to be like to a stream. recap. You're like, yeah, right away. Doom was December 10th of 1993. 1993? Whoa. Wait, that Wait no, that's the, game. that's the game. That's the game. Oh, it is. I'm like, there's say. no way. The wrong good <laughs> Dang, he looks good. 2005. <laughs> okay. That's two, better. <laughs> 2005. That's not right. Wow, Leslie. Dude, it came out in 1993. That would have been bomb-ass movie for that time. <laughs> yeah, right? No kidding. <laughs> Futuristic. Okay. So, see, I knew it was early 2000. So, 2005, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson gets recruited to play a lead role in a live-action version of the hit video game series Doom. And it was awesome. I'm just going to come out and say it. it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, the game did not, or rather the movie did not meet with very good reviews. As a matter of fact, there was one scene in particular that everybody hated on. And I thought it was like the best sequence in the in the movie. Um, for its time. For it's its not time. like it was some crazy, you know, great graphics and all that. Well, but considering that there was an action movie that was released recently that was all shot that way. The whole Hardcore movie. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry, that right. That movie was... That scene in Doom beat out all of that movie. Oh, see, there we go. So, that, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, there is a scene in Doom, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time in cinematography that this has been done. But there was an entire scene shot in first person like you were playing the game. Mm -hmm. And it was right around the time that the new game had released on Xbox, and that was insane, that game. You could hold a gun, or a flashlight, but not both, and it was pitch black. Yeah, that means if you run up on something holding your flashlight that was going to eat your face off, you had to put your flashlight away, <laughs> get your gun, and hope that it didn't eat you before you figured out where in the dark it was. Ah, that would explain why when I, I watched the movie and I watched the special features, the uh, one of the programmers, or I think, uh, who uh, contributed to it, or maybe a technical advisor, was talking about the new game and was saying um, that, uh, yes, it's perfectly allowable to scream like a girl. Um, I do it from time to time myself because, damn, it's just, the game is just that intense. It, it was a very intense game. And that, Is that the game that just came out on VR? Uh, now, there was a Doom that did just come out on VR, which we have on offer at Elite Gaming Gear at 901 Some of You, Suite 220 in Yakima, Washington. Ha! Plug. I need to play that when we're done. Yeah, oh, oh, we're going to play it with the light guns and the haptic feedback vest. Do they have it where you have to like have a flashlight or a gun? No, it's um, a little different now. And there's that a would be like... Camera. Like, I'm out. <laughs> now, I wish that they would bring that one hands, to VR. They work perfectly fine. I, I would definitely like to see that one on VR. Well, but nowadays you got a freaking gun with the light. Like, if they had a flashlight and a gun over here, I'd be like, what is this? Early what 2000s? You <laughs> Figure your stuff out and come back to me when you know what duct tape is. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I like, I really, I mean, sorry, didn't mean to catch up. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, I was, I we were talking right that first person sequence, which I think was was probably the first time it was ever done. But uh, I enjoyed. I, I like Carl Urban's acting anyway, and I thought he did a really good job with that sequence. Um, you know, because you could hear him. You know, it was, it was almost like a sequence out of the game. He was running around and hacking stuff up or shooting it, and you'd almost think he was channeling uh, uh, Hudson from Aliens. 
You want some? You want some? I got some for you. I got some for you. Come on. Come on. I want some. You want some? I got some for you. Do you have some? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doom, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give that one a thumbs up. Now that we've all seen this one, you guys get to chime in. Z? I didn't see it. I was barcoding stuff. <laughs> for the record. For the record. The only reason that she could put barcodes on things is because I had to manually create them one at a time through SKUs from 788 unique items on offer exclusively at Elite Gaming Gear <laughs> at 901 Sunview, Suite 220 in Yakima, Washington. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a pain. But we got it done, didn't we? Yes, we did. We're all kinds of on top of our retail game. At Elite Gaming Gear. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Let's see how far I can push that before people start to riot. Uh, also, we'll be at <laughs> That's later. Shush, you're jumping ahead. So, I know, but if I say it now, I can say it like five more times like you are. Oh, it's only three. So, so Z doesn't get to, to vote on this one, but I'm going to go with a thumbs up for Doom. Josie? Thumbs Masked Luchador in the corner. <laughs> Definitely a good movie. All right. We are in agreement. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pass this back to you if you want to snag another one from the list. And we'll continue this uh, lively conversation about movies inspired Can by we talk about movies. how young The Rock looked like? <laughs> and the fact that he had hair? No, he... Did he? Yeah, it was very... Well, it was I mean, like shaven hair. Yes. Shaven? <laughs> don't judge you and your word you tried to say earlier. I don't even know what that was. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Since uh, well, since I seem to have uh, the corner on a lot of this trivia here, uh, let's go. Let's cover the uh, the Mortal Kombat movies and TV series and web series, if that's all right. Ready? Holy love. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the original Mortal Kombat, based off the original game. It was, what, 1993? That I believe so. Right around the same time the Doom came out. Leslie, you don't have to cry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say something. That was, uh, that she <laughs> hit me with her tears. <laughs> that was uh, one of one of the first uh, successful, at least in my opinion, video game to movie translations. Especially because they created so much story material for it. Before, there was just the game. And it was just random people from Earthrealm fighting. They didn't really explain it. So they, they picked it up and ran with it for the first movie, and they really developed a really, a really solid storyline, and they've used that storyline in all the games since. That once a generation, a very few select fighters are, are chosen, and they fight for their realm to, uh, in order to, uh, as Raiden would say, Mortal Kombat is not about death, but life. I also add to that, Life and the right to choose how to live it how you see fit. Not having someone tell you, some conqueror from God only knows where, uh, telling you this is what you're going to do, and this is what we're going to do, and this is you. And if you don't like it, you die. Created the storyline, and they've ran with it with all the games ever since, including the story modes from uh, Mortal Kombat Complete and now Mortal Kombat XL, which are pretty good. Yeah, I, I, at least I think they are. But then I enjoy those games in general. So all the games have a similar... <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> we don't have enough time to go in that on this broadcast. Well, what are we listening to now? Earlier it was fart sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that, that set uh, the Mortal Kombat game apart from any others 
this is for, you know, I mean, everyone kind of accepts it now, but no one thought about it before, but was uh, the fatalities. And for their day, when they first came out, they were incredibly graphic. Um, people mm -hmm. were raising all kinds of, seven different kinds of hell from I don't know where. In fact, I myself remember playing uh, playing in the arcades, and uh, I, I had just defeated some kid. I was playing as Raiden, um, even though Johnny Cage is my favorite. But I was playing as Raiden, and I blew the guy's head off, and this kid's mother said, that's disgusting. I couldn't help it. I turned around, I turned around and smiled and said, there's worse. <laughs> and I was thinking entirely the Sub-Zero head rip. <laughs> I, found, I found a Mortal Kombat soundboard. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. So the first movie I thought did really well with that. Um, anyone here see the first movie? Uh, How many movies are there? <laughs> well, there's there's two. Uh, there's actually two uh, live-action movies. There's a TV series in the mid uh, mid to late '90s on TNT, and then the TNT Network, and then there was a Mortal Kombat web series, which I've seen, which was pretty good actually, though. Um, Kind of the the first series was seemed a little kind of disjointed. The second one seemed to really pick up, but uh, they kind of left it hanging. I don't know if um, I don't know if they ever actually went on with a, a season three or if it just got uh, waylaid or what. But uh, the second series kind of left it hanging. So the first series saw, or not first series, first movie saw a really awesome actor playing Raiden, Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert, who was replaced by some random gap tooth guy, <laughs> a character actor. He's one of those, a character. He's one of those character actors. You're like, I know that guy. I don't know where from because he's because a character his actor. acting isn't memorable enough to warrant remembering what you saw him in. Now this is horrible, and I feel bad. So for the record, uh, guy who played Raiden in the second movie, I, I'm who I think may or may not be in Black Lightning, the series currently on Netflix, um, you're, you're not a terrible actor. It just happened to be that we got really, really used to Christopher Lambert, and only Christopher Lambert can be Christopher Lambert. Let's yeah. face that. Yes. This is true. I mean, one of my favorite seasons. Ah, ah, ah. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. As, you know, as he puts Sub-Zero and Scorpion both in their place with a glance, essentially. Yeah. Um the movie was very 1990s, uh, kind of noir, kind of gritty, and, and uh, the effects weren't super, you know, high budget. But for a 1990s action movie based on a video game, I thought they did really, really well. The acting was actually pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. um, the fight sequences were fun. Yeah. Um, Goro was outstanding. Goro, yeah. It was a mix of animatronics and... Uh I think uh, maybe for the close-ups, well, no, maybe no, I think it was all animatronics actually, because they didn't have uh, they didn't have practical CGI yet, not like we do now. Yeah, and then they went on to make the second movie, which um, now neither of you have seen the first one, have you, or the second one for that matter? Okay, well they're out of the out of the count for this one. That's okay though. So the second one I came no out. I pre-warning. I just want to say that I got told today about this. <laughs> when did I get told about it? I pitched the idea two weeks ago, and which means that I remembered when he reminded me today. Yeah, you're like so, Joe. So, <laughs> There's <though>, a <this> thing. <laughs> though, in defense of the second movie, though the fights were good, but the story itself stank out loud. Personally, I think, but the fights were pretty good. The music was good. I like the music. 
So the fights and the music in the second one, but not this plot or the storyline. Or the acting. Oh, okay. Even though, even though they did have uh, two returning actors from the first one. Only uh, two. Yeah, only two. Um, they, yeah, it missed somewhere in the mark. Yeah, I, I just wasn't really sure where they were going on. And also, I, I don't know about the whole little weird demonic alligator thing that they made Scorpion's harpoon into. Ah, that, well, it was... Yeah, well, I guess it just had... They wanted a little extra... Forgive the expression, punch for your, punch <laughs> for your visual. <laughs> so is the second one not based off of anything in the in-game story? They had game-related characters, but I don't know that it followed any of the stories from the games. But you got to understand, too, that the original Mortal Kombat series, there wasn't really a story to it. It's just like, so these people are going to fight. Yeah. It was the first movie that gave the game franchise a story to work with. Mm -hmm. um, and they've, they've, been, they've picked it up and ran with it ever since. This is correct. So um, I would say that definitely the first one uh, is worth watching. The second one... Eh, I mean, if you're bored and you've seen everything else, then why not? But I mean, don't get to too attached to it. It's like yeah. if you want to stick with the, what's the word? Just to watch them all so you can say you have. <laughs> yeah, and then stick the, the series. Line. Now, I knew there was an animated series. Yeah, which was, you don't, you don't try and render um, Mortal Kombat into a children's cartoon. It doesn't work. Yeah, that was kind of unusual. The, was the, it a children's it, cartoon? Yeah, it was like on the, the equivalent of USA. Nickelodeon. It USA. was on USA Network, yes. So they lowered it to kind of like a Halo standard where there's like aliens. Not, not even that. Yeah, like it was... Kid, more kid friends? Yes. Yeah, yes. It, it was like Super Friends. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but with Scorpion, yeah. who's a demon from hell, resurrected. Oh. Yeah. Through an ancient family of Japanese assassins. Yeah, the uh, the original TV series on TNT Network, which aired roughly around the same time as the professional wrestling show, uh, that one was pretty good. Um, that one took place uh, back in olden times when uh, Kung Lao, the first Kung Lao, won the tournament, uh, gave Earthrealm its first victory, and uh, had some had some pretty good acting. Uh, they actually had several of the characters. They had eventually they brought out they brought along. Um, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, uh, Reptile, Noob Saibot even. Uh, they did have, um, they had Quan Chi, excellent makeup on for that for that actor. So I mean, can I make an observation? Please. Long before the term noob was very, you know, openly pop culture and everywhere, there was a character in Mortal Kombat named Noob. Noob Saibot, specifically, and that was because... Was he a noob? No, no, actually Rolling it was... Rolling noobs played as him. It was it was an, kind of an in-game joke. The uh, the original creators of Mortal Kombat, Ed Boon and John Tobias, they he was kind of a um, you know a noob cyborg is Boon and Tobias's names backwards, and they just they it was kind of a kind of an in-game joke I think between them. I'm not really sure, but you know the character maybe at first wasn't very widely received, and then they they kind of gave uh, the character his own motivations, his own abilities, his own fatalities. And how easy was that character to use? Oh, uh, I only really played him and uh, the uh, what was it uh, Deadly Alliance. Um, he was okay. I uh, was was a little complicated, I think. Um, so he's a conundrum. Yeah, he's he he is new, but you can't play him as a new. So he's a good character then. 
Sure. Yeah. Well, um, you can make any character a good character if you back, put enough time into them. Back in the days where character design meant changing the color of the same character model, the Sub Zero, Scorpion, Reptile, and Smoke were all the same character model with different colors. Uh, a green one and a yellow one and a blue one. They were the same motion capture actor, to be specific. Oh. By the name of yes. guy, by, by guy, a guy by the name of Daniel Piscina, who uh, he actually he still does uh, um, he still does convention appearances and stuff like that. Um, Personally, I'd love to meet the guy, but hey, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get the chance. Well, there's many. Daniel Piscina? Is he still famous? Uh, he runs a kung fu studio out of Chicago. I know that much. And I know I've seen him in uh, doing uh, convention spots, various. I was going to say, we should bring him There's a ton of cons. Oh, very expensive, I'd imagine. <laughs> there's a ton of cons <laughs> up this way, so it's very distinctly possible that at some point he'll end up at one of them. And um, you go. Yes. All right, so. We've got yay on the first one, nay on the second, unless you really want to. The children's series is right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah done. Yeah. The other series, though, is decent. Unless yes. you have children that you would want yeah. to watch. Hey, you know what? I, I, uh, My kids will watch it. <laughs> i got to say that I remember when Mortal Kombat first came out, and it was available on the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. and you could go, well, I could go, to this kid, there's this kid that was in the neighborhood that nobody really liked very much, but his parents had really lax rules on stuff like that, mm. and so he was allowed to have Mortal Kombat, none of us were, so we all hung out at his house, this is sad, not because we really liked him that much, but because we got to play Mortal Kombat there, mm. and there was something about that 16-bit pixelated blood flying off the character, I'm like, did you see those three squares of red? That guy's <laughs> head just exploded. <laughs> three squares of red. <laughs> Testament yeah. to our imagination at those times. All right, you're up next, Josiah. Let's do Assassin's Creed. How am I not surprised? Well, what's the other ones left? That's that's pretty much it. No, we didn't do Warcraft, did we? No, but we will do Assassin's Creed. Um, have you seen the Assassin's Creed movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. <gasps> Savage. Yeah. You did. You know why I know that? Because I think we seen it in theaters. We when did. When it like, first came out. Together. Aww. Date night. <laughs> hey, come watch this movie with me. Is it a rom-com? Kind of. <laughs> sure. It's got a little action, a little love. <laughs> like, I love to be watching this movie. Anyway. Uh, it so was decent. So you've played the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. Have you? I tried the first one. Honestly, I didn't really care for it, only because... Stealth. Yes, yes. Games that are based entirely in stealth are <laughs> not my... They're not fun for me. I don't mind with a, like, a little little stealth here and there, but a game that's based almost entirely on stealth is not fun for me. So you barely played the first one and haven't played any since? Mm -hmm. There's been like 12. I was going to say, maybe play the new one and then change your mind. If it's possible. They've changed a lot, and clearly they still have that main basis of your stealth. You know you're an assassin, so you're not going to be going around. Hey, guy! Bang! Yeah. yeah. Hey, guy! Goes to assassinate. Shit! He saw me! <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Leslie watched when I started and stopped playing Assassin's Creed. How long was that interval of time? very long you rage quit and we're screaming something about the controls didn't make sense that's true <laughs> <laughs> i played through a little on each one so i guess like, i like touch it i like black black what the heck man <laughs> 
That's how serious I am about what the pop socket. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Are you flipping him off with a socket? <laughs> and he almost falls out of his chair. You drop your phone and then you drop yourself. Wow. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, the, uh, yeah, I did. It, it, we're talking about the controls on the first Oh, one. yeah, so I was saying there was a couple games I liked more, and I played a little bit through each one, but they definitely can be confusing. And each game changes it up a tiny little bit to where you may be confused or just My frustration came with the very first game. I was playing jumping into, like, hay bales, and I would, you know, just randomly, like, fall off a ledge or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is idiotic. Well, or you're walking, and the game it will, um, you know how, it, like, auto kind of grabs the side? Like, if it thinks you're walking in a certain direction, then it'll lower you, and you're like, no, I wasn't wanting to go down off of that building thing. Like, the much. wall's only, like, six feet tall, and you're just, like, hanging from the edge of it? Yeah, and you're trying to, like, go, and you start, like, walking along the side, and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> The guards are staring at you like... What does our programming yeah. say we're supposed to do about this? <laughs> right. I kind of feel bad for the guy. <laughs> Pretend like you don't see him. Glitch. <laughs> yeah. So You're like, uh, ah, CPUs don't see me walking up this wall. <laughs> so it got it got better. <laughs> it, yeah. it did. It, it improved. The new one was good. But the movie, um, I personally thought we were going to get to see a lot mm -hmm. more Assassin's Creed and a lot less weird guy in a facility. Yeah. Agreed. I was kind of disappointed with the movie first. Well, and the facility wasn't quite what you're looking for either. You know, they didn't go with the classic that was in the game, kind of where, I mean, even where you're working there. It's like he got kidnapped. But it was then, very vague. It didn't yeah, really say. but then his family, like, they were searching for him specifically because of you know the ancestors ever. But it's still. It was like he had no clue about any of this, really, and then he magically... Knows all the things. Right. Also, in the games, you're sitting still, and you're going into this world. In this one, he's connected to this machine, where he's doing all of this in real life. The walking and the kicking and all of that, and it's like... When his body had never... You know, there was no, no muscle memory. No. There was no physiology that would necessarily allow him to be no. able to do these things. And I think that was supposed to be kind of like the system was connecting his brain, kind of giving him some of this ability to. But even then... I think it was a really cool CG element that they wanted to implement. And they're like, this is going to look awesome. Well, yeah, because they can't have him just laying there. Then they can't get any footage because that's not anything anyone wants to see. But then they could have had more in Which would have probably cost more money. Yes. So they scaled it back by basically hooking him to yeah. this machine that doesn't exist. Yeah, and in the end, it's just, yeah, it, it was it was good, but it was weird. And it was kind of hard to follow. Very hard to follow storyline. Almost as hard to follow as an assassin in a crowd. Hoods up, everybody. Hoods up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I always thought that that was kind of funny how they pulled the Clark Kent. It's like, quick, there's that guy with blood all over himself that's very distinctly dressed. Hood up. Where'd he go? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> he's gone. You just walk in. Gone. It's like, he's right there. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Well, that's definitely not him. He's wearing a hood. Yeah. <laughs> Different guy. <laughs> they, they really, you know, I think that, that modern culture fears the hoodie because of the Assassin's Creed series. We just assume that anyone in a hood is an assassin, and <laughs> it's all that game's fault. That's true, when you see someone walking. <laughs> well, even in winter, you know, if you're in a crowd of people and there's that guy who's walking with his hood up, you don't want to, like, stare at him or go walk towards him. driving his car with his hood up yesterday. Yeah, in the car. Yeah, exactly. You're like, that guy's an assassin. <laughs> like, that guy looks really shady. <laughs> Takes it off. Where'd he go? <laughs> there was someone else. Okay, now it's on to you, Z. Oh, we're deciding a new one? Yeah, because I, I think we pretty well decided that if you have never played the Assassin's Creed games, go watch the movie. It's not a terrible action movie. Yes, if you but have... But if you have, it's going to be confusing and irritating, and you're going to leave with a bad taste in your mouth. Well, I haven't well played even games, if you haven't played... The movie was I was going to say, even if the you haven't, yeah, my parents confusing. went to see it, and they have never they don't even know what Assassin's Creed is. And... They were equally confused. Yeah, well, which makes sense... If you know what the game is and you haven't played... Your parents? No, I'm saying to anyone in general. If well, you, I mean, but they, they were having trouble, you're saying? They have, haven't played the games at all, and they oh. were, like, trying to figure out about the movie, like, what it was. What I'm saying is because they've never even heard of them. So, what is your problem? <laughs> I'm leaving. She's out. Assassin movie. She's like, she's like, I can make that movie better than they did. Not to worry, she's medically trained. She can patch you up, but she wouldn't. <laughs> Let him suffer. She's like, oh no, no, he can bleed for a while longer. <coughs> so, so yeah, probably the case that that if that is the case that people who haven't played the games were still having a little <laughs> bit of trouble. Put the stapler down. <laughs> Got two subjects left there, but maybe you got one. Evil. Okay. Resident Evil. Wait, okay. Wait, oh, we didn't do that one. It was just my imagination. Go for it. Just my imagination. Okay, no. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, so yes, Resident yes, Evil. All of the above of them. Okay. Um, Mia, Those are kind of weird. Like, Mia Jovovich. Yes. As Alice. Yes. And the movies took really weird turns. Mm -hmm. But let's start with the first one. First one, I think, is the it. first one came out around the same time as Doom, roughly. I think that Doom was probably trying to compete for that market share at the time when they came mm -hmm. out. Oh no, it was before Doom. I, I, I think, think it was before. I think it was. We're gonna check Leslie's Google Foo. The yes. first can't type. What was Doom two thousand five? I think the uh, Resident Evil is before Doom. The first Resident Evil looks like two thousand two. Yeah, so Doom was in 05. Okay, so not not long Three after. Three years. Then. And probably because there was a, a huge amount of success with that that film. Oh, okay. I do remember the first one now. Okay. Laser say, she like wakes up the red laser. Yeah. And the the movie itself didn't necessarily follow the game. Um, <clears throat> not not exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not really hard to just base it around zombies and you got the... Well, the facilities were there, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and the characters. Yeah, characters. And, and I thought that they just did a really, really, really good job with that movie. I thought everything from... Uh, the atmosphere was about as creepy as it gets mm-hmm. uh, to keeping you guessing with what's going on between mm-hmm. the AI in the building and the zombies and all this other stuff. And I think it's one of those movies where if you've never played the games, you can watch the movie and really yes. enjoy the movie. Yes. That, that's how it was for me. I Personally, I don't like zombie anything. I just don't. But I saw the movies, and I was really surprised. They were really good. I was expecting some... Some day of the living dead gore fest, you know, something that just makes me good yeah. God, why did I waste my life? Which when, a lot of people think that they watch something zombie and it's just gonna be, you know, bloody gore. Yeah. So, um, as Latham said, yeah, I had never played the games, but I watched the movie, even though I was really like, Oh god, really? And I was pleasantly surprised. They were the I think I haven't seen the most recent one, I think. I think that's the only one I haven't seen. But I was pleasantly surprised and I found them entertaining. I, I wouldn't own them, but that's just me personally. But they were entertaining, and that's what I think movies are for. I think that they went a really different direction as the movies progressed, but I think that each one stood on its own merits. I thought that each one introduced something new or different. Mm-hmm. They didn't stagnate and repeat the same With themes over and over. With how many there are, that would have been <coughs> right. something you would expect. I think they did an amazing job of building cliffhangers into the ends of the previous movies. Yep. I think they did a really good job with balancing... One of the things that I thought was absolutely phenomenal, if you haven't seen these, a little bit of a spoiler alert, is that they take this character who's basically completely helpless and they build her into almost something godlike in, mm-hmm. in ability and power. And then you go, well, where do you go from there? You know, once you, you've got, you know, god mode activated, where's the challenge in the game? And then we're able to, without it being completely cheesy, uh, completely neutralize. Um, that facet of of the the main character's ability to create new challenges as the movie series progressed. So, uh, really, really, really liked it. The dude that played Wesker, by the way, was, was absolutely awesome. I uh, thought he did a really good job as well. Um, and I and I don't have anything bad to say about any of the Resident Evil movies. Uh, like there are some things that were kind of campier, kind of oh really. That's I was kind of just about to say there was obviously those moments that were kind of cheesy or you know <clears throat> typical scary movie of the time. But I mean, what movies like that weren't early two thousands? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There was a lot of fan service though. I from a lot of the opinions I heard about them, uh, there were a lot of fan service like. Uh, I vaguely remember something about the uh, half-decomposing Dobermans or something. It was like a yeah. el- really big element out of the game, and and there they were in the movie, even though I just saw a, a half-rotting Doberman attacking things. I didn't yeah. understand the, the the basis of them, but um, later people told me, oh, yeah, it was awesome fan service. The, yeah. the biggest piece of fan service in the games was uh, a call to <clears throat> probably one of the most... Um, uniquely spectacular and well-identified moments in survival horror gaming. And that is during the first Resident Evil. I had, okay, you haven't played that one. Have you played the first Resident Evil? I don't know. I've played like bits and pieces of some of them, but I don't remember them. Or I don't remember Have you played the first? It was on PlayStation, the original no, PlayStation. No, I played five all the way through, and then <coughs> six I rage quit. Say Dreamcast, I think. So I think I remember my older brother playing it some, but so I was probably a baby at the time. They, uh, youngins. <laughs> <laughs> there is a scene in the game 
where, and this is when the game was new, I mean, it was just, it freaked people out, and everybody who played it when it came out will tell you the same part. There's a scene where this thing called a liquor from the game, and it's this weird sort of uh, skinless-looking red, crawls on all fours, has giant claws, no eyes, and a giant long tongue that comes out. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they call those liquors. Uh, busts through this window when you're just, like, walking down a hallway because, like, this really intense action happens and then everything kind of settles down and you're like, oh, I've got a little break. And then there's just this well-lit hallway. You're like, oh, hallway. And you start walking down this hallway and this thing just crashes through the window out of nowhere mm-hmm. at you. And <laughs> it was, I mean, one of the greatest jump scares of all yeah. time, I think. So, um, in, the game? in the game. And then they carried the liquors over into the movie as well. Uh, so, so again, I don't have anything bad to say about any of those movies. I think you can watch any of them out of order and still enjoy them as an action movie. You can watch them all in order and enjoy the, the story arc and see the weirdness mm-hmm. as it progresses. They didn't make it awkward, though, where if you watched them out of order, you'd be completely lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you, like you said, if you watch them in order, then you'll get that full storyline going and understand it. Exactly enjoy it fully. I think that if you watched it from the beginning, it would kind of make more sense after oh, having true. watched the last one. Uh, that's true. Like, you wouldn't want to watch the last one first. Yeah, that because be that confusing. would kind of... Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, I think we had a couple more things to talk about real quick before we sign out. Um, as we wrap things up, the first is that Central City Comic Con is coming to Ellensburg this year. So it's going to be in a different uh, location. Uh, it's going to be October 13th and 14th. And, of course, we're going to be there, so we hope to see all of you there as well. Uh, the second thing is that uh, we've got new stuff down at the Elite Gaming Lounge. I'm not going to repeat the address. Address We've already done that a few times today. So we've got the new Spider-Man game, uh, PS4 exclusive, that's really popular right now. Just finished up our uh, World uh, War II tournament for Call of Duty. Got some new ones planned down the road, so if you haven't seen us on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram yet, jump on there, follow us there, and keep up to date with the new events that we've got coming down the road. Um, Anything that I've forgotten that you guys can think of? I need a cricket sound. Well, i got to say thanks for inviting me here, Lloyd. Oh, the first time I've ever done something like this, and it's absolutely. Actually, actually fun. Yeah, our pleasure, our pleasure. I definitely loved having you down here, and, and the insight that you provide, you're like an encyclopedia of video game-related knowledge, so it's, it's cool to have somebody who has all that extra trivia stowed away in their head to be able to add some extra little tidbits uh, for people who otherwise would have no clue. So thank you very much for coming down and joining us today. Uh, And I think that's going to just about wrap things up for us. So for Elite Gaming Gear, this is Lathan signing out. This is Dean signing out. This is Josie signing out. And the Mystery Movie Man. Signing out as well. And remember, as always, gamers, gear up. Game on. That sucked. we got to do that again. (laughs) Because it's like every time we do this, it's like, it's been five months. So so you guys ready? You want to try it again? You guys want to try it again? Sure. All right. Gear up. Game on. on. There we go.